Estimates on smoking-related mortality in India project that the country will soon see more than one million smoking deaths annually. Even in a country as densely populated as India, the sheer size of these numbers is alarming. You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at Chicago Medical School, and our guest today is Dr. Prabhat Jha, Professor of Health and Development and Founding Director of the Center for Global Health Research at the University of Toronto. Dr. Jha is the lead author of impactful research published on the current smoking epidemic in India. Welcome, Dr. Jha. Thank you for inviting me, Mark. Today we are discussing the widespread concerns about smoking-related mortality in India. Dr. Jha, can you give us some background on your study? Well, we conducted a study to examine mortality from smoking in India. The objective was to try to understand how the different smoking patterns, which are dominated by BDs, which is a small locally manufactured cigarette, which only contains about a quarter of the tobacco as a regular cigarette, how that plus the very different disease patterns in India, what does that mean in terms of the numbers of people that are dying from smoking. Now, why was this different than studies that have been done in the United States and Canada and the United Kingdom? It was different because there's never been a nationally representative study of the risks of smoking in India. I mean, there's been regional studies, probably just in two areas. We've been involved in one of those in Tamil Nadu. But this was different because this is the first time we had a look at the whole of India, and we surveyed about 7,000 small areas in all parts of India, each with about 1,000 people per area. And we were able to study women, which hasn't been done before. Much fewer women smoke in India than men. Only about 5% of adult women smoke. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's just it's historical and cultural that women haven't taken up smoking in large numbers. That may well be changing as incomes grow and as women, particularly in urban areas, start to get out into the workforce just like men did. The same kind of thing that happened in, for example, Spain or in France as basically women's opportunities, economic opportunities increased, then their risk factors are also going to change. So we wanted to have evidence both on men, of which a substantial number smoke, about a third of the Indian adult male smoke, but also on women, which is currently low but may change in the future. Before we continue on your study, could you expand a bit on what a BD is? Okay, sure. BDs are a small locally manufactured cigarette, which has got about a quarter of the tobacco of a cigarette, and it's wrapped in the leaf of another plant, a Timburni plant. And those are manufactured by small cottage industries, and these are the dominant type of smoked tobacco in India. They're uncommon except outside of South Asia. I mean, apparently California kids are experimenting with these BDs as well, but that's more of a novelty item than a mainstay of consumption. But in India, they're the dominant type of smoking. Why is that? It's because they're cheap and that they're easily available. You can find them on corner shops everywhere, and historically, it's been the dominant type of smoking. Uh, Cigarettes have come up, so in urban areas, for example, there is more cigarette smoking recently than there has been BD smoking, but 70% of India is still rural, 
meaning about 700 million people or so live out in the rural areas. And in those areas, BDs are still the most easily accessible type of smoked product. So how was your study constructed? Well, what we did is we surveyed 1.1 million homes over three years. We surveyed all of the deaths that occurred from January 1st, 2001 to December 31st, 2003, so over a three-year period. And we had a team of 900 non-medical staff monitored the deaths in these homes, and they obtained then information on all the adult deaths from all diseases. And we had 74,000 deaths that we studied. And those deaths were assigned using a simple form and they were given to two physicians using a web-based system, and the physicians independently assigned the underlying fatal disease, for example, tuberculosis. And then the interviewers asked information not only on the smoking history of the dead person, but they also asked the smoking history of the living household members. Why did you do that? That was the design to understand the risks. You know, We can understand the smoking patterns of the dead, but we also want to compare it to the smoking patterns of those that did not die. And from that, we can construct how much is the excess risk. So, you know, basically they went to the house and they asked, did dead Fred smoke? And if so, they got the information and they asked, do you smoke? And they also got the information. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and with me today is Dr. Prabhat Jha, Professor of Health and Development and Founding Director of the Center for Global Health Research at the University of Toronto. We are discussing widespread concerns about smoking-related mortality in India. Dr. Jha, what was the impetus for actually initiating a study of this extensive nature? Well, the main impetus was that there wasn't a good scientific understanding of the degree to which smoking is killing people in India. There's been previous estimates made by WHO, the World Health Organization, and others, which suggested that perhaps it's 100,000 people dying, perhaps that the risks aren't as great because in India the onset of smoking is at slightly older ages than in the U.S. I mean, if you, for example, look at the peak of smoking occurs really at age 30 onwards in India, whereas in the U.S., almost all of those smokers that will be lifelong smokers have started by age 20. So there was a lot of scientific uncertainty, thinking that perhaps smoking isn't as a big a cause of death as people have estimated in India. And people were just guessing before about what's happening with men in terms of their risks. And they had no idea as to what is happening or what may happen if women start to smoke in large numbers. It surprises me that the young people that certainly are a large percentage in the United States initiating smoking is not the same in India. Why do you think that is? It relates to a variety of things. One is the affordability of tobacco products only increases really when you've got some income, so you can actually pay for the stuff. It also involves the social structures that young adults tend to live at home much longer than in the United States, and that it also involves peer pressure. You know, I think when, if you look at the U.S. pattern, the U.S. pattern was like the Indian pattern, meaning most men that smoked 
let's say, in the first half of the century, of the 20th century, did smoke at older ages. But over time, the age fell. That was a deliberate tobacco industry marketing strategy is to get younger people to take up smoking. So historically, India smoking patterns are what the United States was when the tobacco epidemic really started in the United States, which is slightly older ages of onset. Now, generally, for the listening audience, is the percent of males and females that smoke here in the United States and other countries similar to that in India, or is it different? It's quite different. In the U.S. now, I believe it's down to about 20% of adult males and comparable number of adult females smoke, like one in five of both above age uh, 20 or so. In India, it's one in three of men over age 30, but only one in 20 of women, only about 5% of women currently smoke in India. And by some estimates, that may be even lower in some areas. And just curiously, I know over the past number of years, the percentage of physicians that smoke here in the United States has dropped precipitously. What about physicians in India? Well, we didn't study that directly. We do know that smoking is more common in the uneducated populations, meaning the ones that don't have any primary school or only have primary school, than in the educated populations. But we didn't specifically study professional groups. Uh, the assumption would be that they would also have lower smoking rates. But what was interesting in our study is that we found the risks of smoking and the mortality were just as great if you're educated or if you're not. And they're just as great in rural areas or as in urban areas. Although the diseases by which smoking kills people does vary. Before we get to that, just curiously, in the United States, not only are people educated as to the harmful effects of smoking, it's also become, for the most part, socially unacceptable. Does that social unacceptability exist in India? Not yet. And, you know, it's just an interesting point. If you look at the U.S. smoking epidemic, it really changed substantially when Luther Terry in 1964 issued the Surgeon General's report showing that smoking was a, a major cause of disease and that created widespread publicity. That, in essence, was the beginning of the end of increases in smoking in the U.S., Fast forward more than 40 years later, and in India, what you find is there's still widespread ignorance of the risks of smoking. So people will say, well, okay, for example, well, BDs, that's not so bad. It's local cigarette, you know, and that cigarette smoking kills Westerners, but Indians are protected or that Indians die of other things before they can even die of cigarette or BD-related diseases. So that widespread understanding of the risks, which has led to the big change in smoking in the U.S., is really a social norm change. It's just large awareness of the risks. But importantly, it's been in important policies like clean air laws and advertising restrictions and so forth that have occurred in the U.S. that have influenced that social norm. In India, that hasn't happened yet. There are no clean air laws in India? There are, but they're easily ignored. I, I don't know if you've ever been to India. There are also laws on how you're supposed to drive on different sides of the road, but anyone who's had experience <laughs> with seeing how Indian drivers are knows that the laws aren't properly enforced. And this same applies with cigarettes and with BDs, that they're supposed to be banned on smoking in public places, but that's not very, uh, very enforced. Still, there's smoking around some hospitals that you see in various parts. So the culture 
and the understanding of the risks still isn't there. And that was one of the objectives of our study, was to try to get information in a way that people could really understand the local risks. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Pravhat Jha. We have been discussing widespread concerns about smoking-related mortality in India. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, now featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. And thank you for listening.